Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman, who sponsored this fine program, uh, is with us once again. Uh, welcome to the program. Before we begin anything here, Adam, happy yes, birthday sir. to you and FPM and FPM3. This is a big day for you guys. Yeah, it was. This uh, it was actually yesterday. We celebrated uh, 19 years that I had opened the business. I mean, it, we're drinking age now across Canada. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we want to, <laughs> that matters or not. I was thinking of what's a milestone at 19? Drinking. I mean, that's the only thing. So anyway, uh, yeah, it started 19 years ago yesterday. And, um, you know, it, it's pretty surreal, Bill. I mean, you know, you've known me all those years at the time. I think you were still at CHML and moving into the counselor, I think at the yep. time around that period. And, uh, and, and, you know, I just got, I go back in my head and I think to myself, I was at one Duke street where one Duke restaurant is and above it. Now there's apartments, but I was in one, the second floor, I started in a small unit and I, you know, it was, as I'm doing this re- recap of my life of, you know, as an agency in Hamilton, I, I began left CHML and, and thought, you know what, I'm going to go after the advertising environment. And, and, and back then it was radio. I did the media and I did the web and, and, and in my office was a snowblower, a washing machine, an old sink. And I had to climb over it to get into this desk from 1950. And I ended up hitting, the, it was like a sink. And I tapped it with my foot as I was trying to climb in and get excited on my first day. And I remember the pipe bursting and water coming out. And anyway, and uh, to think of where we are today, like we've got offices in Vancouver and Hamilton and dealing with, you know, online sales and marketing for clients of, you know, a, a million to $300 million on sales. And it all started with yours truly sitting in this office in one Duke street going, what was I thinking? Anyway, uh, happy birthday to FBM three. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and it's been 19 years of just easy gliding, all right? No, no <laughs> downside, no problems, no crises. I mean, it's. I, I'm just. I'm shocked and I, I'm and so impressed by the fact that you know this has just been a, a, an easy ride. I mean, you've been driving in neutral for how many years? No, I'm. I'm all being facetious. I mean, you've you've gone through what two recessions, uh, two recessions in, in this period of time. Uh, you know, having to babysit some clients and and it, it's been yes. a it's been a tough road but i mean you, you're where you are now because you're damn good at your job and i guess that's what we have to remember because so congratulations thank you thank you so much and i, I appreciate it and i want to say it was me but it wasn't it's really it's a collective souls of everyone that has worked at the agency um and you know i calculated it bill i employed over 300 people in 19 years that i've had wow. working with my agency now 300 is a lot of people but those are 300 that are now working somewhere else and anyway i, I find some joy as a small business owner doing that and knowing it was in hamilton i can pride with pride say that uh it, it was uh it was the right decision i made and i'm glad i did it absolutely and and as i say the business is growing there's fpm and of course vacuum in uh which is now in your portfolio <laughs> as well and that what a business that's been and that's taken off too uh, and just to remind folks about, you know, it's time to get your ducks clean. Oh, I because I had a question about this. I know we have a lot of tech stuff we want to talk to. Uh, you do dryer vents, too, because that's a very important element to this that people may f- tend to forget about until they get a fire in one. Because uh, <laughs> uh, that stuff does build up. I know there's a vent to the outside of the house, uh, but that gets clogged up just like everything else does. And that's got to be addressed. And I know you guys do that, too. So that's just a word to the wise. Uh, you've also changed providers. Uh, talk to us about that. <laughs> 
I wanted to share this because right now in this world of tumultuous, how much is it going to cost to live today? And I think we can all say that we wake up in the morning and it's gas prices are going up. Our energy costs are going up. Carbon tax started at the beginning of the year. Uh, we've had more uh, taxes taken off our income tax at the beginning of the year. Our RSPs, our RSPs have gone up. Anyway, one thing I thought I wanted to share with listeners, and you and I have talked about mobile plans, Canada, across yeah. different platforms. I just wanted to let everyone know now is a great time that you want to negotiate if you're not stuck in one of those plans, <laughs> one of those ones that you're like, oh, I got the phone and I got the plan two year, a year ago. And anyway, this is around the time, not, you know, Christmas is a great time for those holiday packages, but this is one of those areas that if you're looking to get a plan, uh, I negotiated, I always, just as a tip, buy your phone. Always try to buy your phone. Gives you the, all that freedom to go to wherever you want. So I really recommend that. Number two, when you own your phones, and I do this with my company, I got a plan in four or more phones, Bill. And that's usually possibly a family um, or a, a small office. Um, you can negotiate some really good plans. And right now they're getting quite aggressive. Uh, I was with Rogers for years. I can honestly say, and I'm not plugging this by any stretch because you know one day is one good and then the other. But uh, TELUS had a plan for me, <clears throat> excuse me, $47 a phone. I got 20 gigs pooled over the four phones. That's 100 gigabytes, unlimited calling, unlimited texting Canada. And now is a negotiable time for anyone looking with four phones or more. Uh, you don't have to go to the one I went to. They're offering many different plans everywhere, but this is the time to negotiate. And I leave it with that tip again, own your phone. Do not do that payment plan. I don't care how you how you feel it makes you happy about your new iPhone 13. Don't do it. By the way, we should mention, not only have you got a new provider, but uh, you've got new, uh, a new uh shop now i mean you've, you've moved offices and and it's just with everything else and because th this is actually a tech story this is not just about adam getting an, another office new digs uh but you had problems with the lighting like you know it, it's a new office you got to suit it to your needs and you you've, you've discovered this thing called the sky plug now i've heard of these and you've got first-hand experience talk to our listeners about that Okay, well, first of all, let's be clear. Adam Oldfield is not a handyman. I am a tech man, <laughs> which is why I'm on with Bill Kelly every Friday, because I talk tech. So let I have also been that guy, and we've all been there. Our life fixtures in every home, even homes coming out today, Bill, are hardwired, right? You go yep, in, yep. Uh, you know, you want to change your life or you want to save on energy or a, you want to put a ceiling fan in. What's the one thing you have to do? You got to be either an electrician or you just got to hold your breath and hope you don't touch the wrong wire. And Mr. Oldfield, by the way, has touched the wrong wire. Michelle has many times laughed over the fact that I touched that live wire and I felt my fingernails about the rip off. But there's a yeah, been there, done that. We've all been there, Bill. This is why this is so ingenious. It's called the Sky Plug, and this is a new product. GE is about to is rolling it into their their light fixtures and their fans. This is where it's very easy. You have to do it once. You get a fixture where you plug those wires that are coming out of the ceiling into the proper colors, and then once you mount it. That's it. All you do is you can change your lights. You'll be able to change all your light, your, your, your fans and everything else, all of it by plugging in kind of like how you plug in an outlet. You get a, you get a brand new lamp. And when you plug it in, you're going to just literally just insert the plug and watch it happen. It works. Yeah. Anyway, the sky plug has just come out. It's, it's recently released. I was talking to the company because they, uh, when I researched this stuff, I realized that they were really starting to roll it out as far as easy to mount light fixtures 
that are obviously uh, important that you need to get proper equipment when you install your light fixtures for, for energy savings. Um, but the uh, simplicity of that hard wiring issue that we look at in homes everywhere is about to get a facelift. And it's called Skyplug. Uh, if you see it in the store, it is literally a plug and play. Change the fixture, just pop it out, and there's a little switch pops off, and then you put a fresh one in. It's Oh my God, I'm so excited. No more licking my fingers and hoping the wires aren't live. Well, I'm excited about it too. Uh, it's it's something that every householder has. And even if you want to do renovations or fix up or stuff like that, or whether it's a, a new office or an addition you're putting in, uh, this, this sounds like it's really going to catch on. And the folks at GE uh, should be complimented on that. Uh, I want to talk about Uber, uh, which we've talked about off and on for a number of years now. <laughs> uh, we know that the ridership has been down because of COVID. That's the restrictions are being lifted, so that's coming back. Uh, the provincial government announced just the other day uh, that there's a new tax, uh, I should say, a new phase to the tax code that they're doing uh, for gig workers like this uh, to try to give them accommodation, which means it's probably going to be a lot more Uber drivers uh, jumping back into this. Uh, but there's something for the consumers, uh, the, the passengers of Uber too, isn't there? That's right. Yeah. What's going to happen is Uber's made the announcement that we can see, and this is kind of a, a rolling snowball, starting as a snowball, and it's going to kind of manifest. As you just mentioned, Bill, just to I'm going to tag to that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll speak to the comment of what, what's sure. going on with Uber, is what they've done uh, in addition to getting more drivers. And that's been a real concern is how do they you know get drivers? And one of their issues is many people haven't been traveling. Well, they are now offering through Uber the application, the ability for the driver to see very transparent. And I didn't know if you knew this or not, but if you're an Uber driver, you know that if you were you get a request for a pickup, you don't get told where they're going. You don't get to see how much the fare could be. You don't get the you don't get the idea of where do you got to drive them. And the reason they did that was because they didn't want to uh, have any kind of discrepancy or uh, concerns with people going, oh, that's a lower city of Hamilton. I'm not I'm not going to accept that ride. So they try to keep that out. So, you know, it was very open. You would accept a ride. You wouldn't you wouldn't be uh, uh I guess, decision or discriminating in, in regards to where to go. Well, Uber has now made it transparent. Why that's important, Bill, is that drivers can now see, I can accept a fare and how much am I going to make by accepting it? Do I want a quick ride? Do I want the airport ride or whatever? So that's number one. They, they're trying to get more drivers. Number two, the other element of what they're expanding their app is they see the vision of where um, they've made more money during the pandemic where they allowed for uh, their app to deliver groceries or variety store products where people were public during the COVID pandemic, they like more than exceeded what their revenue were just by delivering for that. So now they're offering another little icon in the bottom of the app that's going to now allow you to buy your tickets for entertainment. So say you... Um, for whatever reasons, uh, you know, you don't have to stand in line anymore. The old days where you would go, you know, if you didn't get a ticket, scalp a ticket. Well, now Uber's going into the ticket sales side of it. Why I share this with you in, in another level of that's great. Entertainment's coming back. We want to get out. We want to see concerts and music and, and, and otherwise. I believe this is a great strategic move by Uber. The metaverse is really where I see this moving, where Uber is seeing that vision of less people driving somewhere. Uh, and of course, with gas, 
gas going to almost $2 a liter. Uh, I'm willing to bet it's even more so we're going to see this metaverse environment grow when it comes to entertainment reasons. So Uber wants a cut of that share. They want to be a part of that market. And so the long and the short of it is Uber's looking for more drivers to make it transparent and following that. Uber's making it easy to buy tickets in the entertainment world, concerts, movies, otherwise, right inside and then book your ride to go. And, and like I said, with that uh, tax provision that the government's giving, I think that's going to be attractive to get more people into that industry too. However, it wouldn't be a Tech Talk episode if we didn't talk about your robots. Uh, and, and and the good folks at Starship, Te Starship Technologies are, have, have got some work going on there, don't they? $42 million was raised by Starship Technologies. Now, I've brought them up before, Bill. Um, they are a self-driving mini robot. These robots were used in Detroit. They were being tested in Windsor. And how they were working is, again, through the pandemic, they're little boxy robots that were used primarily on, on campuses, college and university campuses, and they would deliver food products to the, to the campuses, uh, to the dorm rooms. So, you know, say you ordered a food product or, uh, you know, a, a water or pizza for whatever, they would be utilized and they're autonomous little robots driving along the, the sidewalk and they got a lot of flack. What was happening was they were getting a lot of uh, uh, pushback from the public because, you know, they were taking up, you know, sidewalk space or people were kicking them or I can't remember all the reasons why, but they were getting a lot of pushback. Well, they're going to double down and Starship Technologies, which makes these little robotics, are seeing another market that, again, grocery, grocery delivery is going to be uh, another element of this. And I, I have a feeling everyone knew gas prices were going up <laughs> and the simplicity of having products delivered, including medical supplies. So think of it as a local drugstore could now be, into, and that's part of the partnerships, uh, these little robots will be able to carry medication or, and they're locked and secured and fully, uh, you know, you'll be able to see who's kicking or breaking in if, they, if you want. They'll be able to deliver these, um, which is very important for those that maybe can't get out of their apartment can't get out of their house. So uh, I think this is a big growth market. In addition to that, robots are even going to be, this robot company, this, this investment of uh, Starship Technologies um, are going to be used for warehouse delivering and areas of where m humans used to do it. So delivering baggages at the airport or carrying items, smaller or larger parcels directly from one place to the other. So robots are continuously to grow and another massive investment uh, uh, has been made. We're all watching, I think, with great horror, the the invasion of, uh, of Ukraine by, by Russian soldiers. And uh, we're seeing the images on TV, satellite images and and, and, and troop movements. And it's, it's terrible. But the technology is part of this right now. And uh, Google Maps has been involved in this. And basically, uh, I, I guess because of all the turmoil that's going on in there, they basically shut down in Ukraine, haven't they? Yeah, that was a massive change. And that's really big. And I'll tell you why, because at the beginning of this onset, everyone could see where the Russian troops were. <laughs> Everyone's able to see it. Ironically, you know, we know Google tells everything about everyone. Well, one of the areas was Google Maps was able to see where all the traffic was. And why that was a concern in many ways is that it also gave the Russians access to see where's the most popular areas of human civilians. And it would be able to concentrate that attack uh, based on knowing where the glimpse of where most populations are currently at. Um, it was a real eye-opener of, of seeing uh, these war times and technology and the dangers 
of which information was being able to be utilized. Anyway, Google was, has officially shut off for the Ukraine access to see traffic information, where live information, where it's busy here. Uh, if you go to Google Maps, you maybe didn't even know that, but it would say it's very busy at this location right now. Um, all of that is now been stripped out of the Ukraine for the safety of the civilians in the country. Well, exactly. I mean, because you know, the bad guys were looking at it and say, okay, well, should we shoot yeah. that next? And so I, that's good news. Look, I got a minute or two left here. Uh, and I want to get into, uh, well, I just read the story the other day about Ed Robinson from Bare Naked Ladies is uh, getting into video games in a really big way, which was kind of cool. But uh, he's not the only one. Elon Musk is expanding his horizons, isn't he? Well, this opened my eyes a little bit, but just as a side note, it's not just Elon Musk is is getting into video games. I mean, when we see the development of where video games have obviously gained in popularity, however, what he's done is he's now opened up the Tesla automobile market into the video game market. What he's trying to do is, as he's always promoted, Tesla vehicles are autonomous, self-driving vehicles. And the vision of which I think he sees is these cars are driving. We're going to have a 17 inch to 24 inch display while the car is driving. What else are you going to do? Video games is a trillion dollar market and many, many different uh, companies are, are leaning into it. So he's already started trying to migrate 50,000 video games from the streaming uh, uh, platform into Tesla. So he's really putting his investment down. The Tesla will become a mobile video game market uh, and sees, I, and you know what, so far everything he's touched is gold. So I would be willing to risk. That was a great decision on his part moving forward. Excellent stuff. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 11.35, brought to you by Vacuuman, uh, Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Happy anniversary again. Uh, celebrate the rest of the day, and uh, we'll Thank talk you. again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 till noon on 900 CHML. I'm Bill Kelly. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure that you rate and review.